Welcome back to Koinia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Eric and Jennifer Garcia with our guests, Jay and Laura LaFoon. I want to jump right back in on this uh, singles piece, single parenting. And as so many singles today um, that have um, already have children, have either been divorced or, or otherwise, um, are looking forward to getting into relationship. It's a huge part of our culture. We have one of the largest no, not one of we have we are in the largest dating culture based on match.com research along with USA Today uh, this last year in February in the history of the United States. Jay and Laura, how do you speak into men and women's lives that are looking at relationship or marriage? for the second or third time? How do you get them directed so this is the last time? How do you get them directed so it's the last time? That is a great question. I just know from, you know, before the break you were talking about single moms not always, you know, attending church or even desiring to go to church because it's just not always a place they they feel like they can fit in. And I do right. think we are definitely in a in a culture that craves, relationship whether yes. it's relationship with a with a opposite sex or just friendship which i find very amusing since we're so distracted by our devices that we crave <laughs> relationship but you know it's also why facebook booms because we feel like we're building relationships with people and i um was on staff at our church i ran i run the mom life group and it's for moms with young children you know non-school age children and my first concept of what it was was we were going to meet on Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock. And, you know, Bob, because my, my uh, throwback mind was these are moms whose kids aren't in school, so they don't work, right? Yahoo! Party, right? No. <laughs> so we had, to have, we had to do a whole other. We did run that program, but we also ran one every other week on Wednesday nights. At 6 o'clock, providing dinner, bring the kids, their right. child care, because these moms craved so much relationship. But I don't want to leave my kids at home when I've been gone all day. Right. I don't want to leave them with a sitter. I can't get home and get working, you know, from work and get food. And so we just really designed that evening to be for that working mom. And what we found was we got so many single moms because... Yeah. They were craving that relationship, mm-hmm. yeah. not necessarily with a man, but just with people who are older than three years old and also people that they don't necessarily work with, but just right. women who they could build it, you know, life together and worship Jesus together. And that was, to me, was such an eye-opening you know, uh, experience to have these moms come in, and, and the predominant was single moms. And the other thing I think I would say to those that are single that are, are looking for relationship, um, one, of the, one of the things my father drove home to me when I was a young person was, you will become the, the, the books you read and the people you hang out with. Mm. And so if you're out there and you're single, um, I would encourage you to read good marriage material. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a book. It could be a magazine. It could be just a, a podcast. But start preparing yourself and your heart marriage, I said that then the other thing is find people who want to be married and start hanging around them because they will attract other people who want to be married. One of the things Laura and I did when we started uh, doing marriage ministry was we <clears throat> brought around us a bunch of couples that we knew cared about marriage. And 
honestly, we've been in that small group for 20 years, and they're some of our best friends that, that build into us, and we build into them. So that would be our, our advice is if you're looking to get back into the marriage and you want this to be the last time, start finding people who care about marriage. Yeah. That's good. That's kind of like that peer mentoring we've talked yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, it's so important. And, you know, it is incredible when you're out there and you're, like I always say, you know, touching the flesh. You're actually connecting with people. The hunger for relationship in a technology age, you know, the high touch, high tech, we call it, because technology is not replacing the need for face-to-face connection. And, I, I mean, right. I think God just embedded that in our hearts from the very breath of creation to long for relationship first with him and then with others as you play out the great commission and the great commandment. Um, so let's let's now move to the family piece and we're going to leave the intimacy. We don't have tons of time, but we're going to do intimacy very last. But on the family side, uh, talk to our listening audience today. What are the cores that make a strong family? Dinner. <laughs> I can sum it up in one word. So family <laughs> dinners. It should be food. Food, okay. You know, the, the, I think carving out family time is huge. And, I, and when I say carve out, you have to put it on your calendar. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've raised two teenagers. Um, one's out of the house and married. One is heading off to college this fall. We, we get how busy everybody is. We understand that. But you've got to make family a priority, and I think Laura's right. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, okay, we're having dinner tonight, and, oh, you're kid, they start moaning and groaning. And, you know, it may only be 15 minutes, but yeah. it's 15 minutes that you're yeah. sitting down together and having some, some uh, uh, conversation and some, some concrete good time as a family. When our kids were little, um, we would declare family game night, and no TV, no friends, tonight it's about family. And again, we got the moans and the groans, but if you were to ask our kids now what that did for them as they grew up, that helped them know mom and dad cared about them. Mom and dad wanted to spend time with them. And so you really have to, you know, make the family the priority, which is different, so please hear me here, which is different from making the children the priority. Absolutely. And what that means is, oh, little Johnny's in six different sports, and we're going to go to every game, and we're not going to spend any time together as a husband and wife because Johnny's sports comes first. No, that's not family time. And if you, I'll just be as blunt as I can. If you think that is, you're kidding yourself. Okay, family time is time spent with the family on family business. And again, it goes back to really, you know, our kids, our son perfected the art of slipping his iPhone into his pocket at the dinner table (laughs) and being able to text his friends thinking that we didn't see what he was doing. And so it became a rule. No phones come to the table. And, you know, the biggest break of the biggest rule breaker of that uh, rule is Jay's mother, (laughs) the grandmother. But, um, you know, just the devices stay in the kitchen. The devices stay over in the family room. Nothing comes to the table, whether it's game night, family dinner, whatever it is, um, because the devices are a distraction. And I think we really do have to start building back into our children because we do live in such a high-tech world that you, the only way to have, excuse me, I have a bad cold, the only way to have really strong relationships is face-to-face, and those are the authentic relationships, and those don't happen on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that. Well, and if, if, if you're a parent listening right now and you've got older kids 
and you haven't established these routines, you haven't established these habits, you know, you're going to have to sit your kids down and say, listen, mom and dad or mom, if it's just if you're a single person, here's some things we want to change. And we want to change because it's going to be better for us all. And, um, you know, again, you're going to get some pushback. As parents, if we're not getting pushback, we're not doing our job right. Um, but, but make that time. And if it might be Sunday lunch, we always go out after church or whatever. Find the time to be together. Yep, we call that at our house required fun. <laughs> they roll their eyes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy, what is it this eyes, time? The moaning and groaning that <laughs> comes with it. But give them 10 or 15 minutes, they'll be fine. Yep, and Eric always busts me on the uh, the the phone at night when we, we get in bed and I have my phone out. And he's Uh-oh. like, okay, so what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just putting <laughs> the alarm the on. The hard part is the iPad where you have the Kindle and you're well I'm just reading a book. Oh, yeah. well, then you start yeah. checking your Pinterest no. and looking at all yeah, that. Yeah, she's stuff. looking yeah. at Laura's latest post is yeah. what she's doing. <laughs> um, well we're gonna transition um, here the last four minutes um, with our time with uh, Jay and Laura and let's talk about the intimacy piece because I mean there's a lot of different pieces of the intimacy piece besides the physical so, as again, as you guys teach, if you're in a small group right now talking with a group of couples, talk us, bring us right into that small group and give us some practical tools for our listeners. It's, it's interesting that you would say that because we've done a lot of research on intimacy, and, and we believe there's actually five different ways that a couple needs to be intimate uh, in their marriage if they're going to be healthy and, and they're going to grow. And obviously physical is one, but uh, mental intimacy, where we um, understand and accept our differences as, as men and women and, and the different giftings that we have. Um, there's emotional intimacy, realizing that I, we need to give space emotionally to one another so that um, Laura can be the emotional being God created her to be and I can be the emotional being God created me to be. Uh, then there is a social intimacy. And this is one that's highly misunderstood, but the fact that when you got married, you were best friends. And keeping that friendship as a, as a key component of your marriage. And then finally, spiritual intimacy. And um, that doesn't mean necessarily that you go to church together, even though that's good. It doesn't mean that you necessarily pray before dinner, even though that's good. It means that you are challenging and encouraging each other to become like Christ. That's what spiritual intimacy is. So those are the five different areas we feel couples need to be intimate and in, to really grow and develop their relationship. Which one, if you guys are going to target, let's say, the, 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 the one that you hear couples most struggle with in those five, what would be the top one or two that uh, you hear couples really say, man, this is just tough? I would say the first thought that came to my mind when you asked that question would be emotional intimacy. Mm. And I think that's because as a culture – you know, you see it on TV, see it in books everywhere. We think that women are more emotional than men, which really that's not true. They just ex- men just express their emotions differently. We say, we say and all like you have to this. do is watch a football game, right. you know, and watch this. You know, the let's just see who would be somebody that Eric and Jennifer were like, like the Indianapolis Colts. You, you know, you see these crazy <laughs> people putting, you know, men painting their chests and going to football games, and that's an emotion. That's the way they're expressing their emotions. Just for women, we think that's crazy, and it goes vice versa. Men thinking women, you know, expressing their emotions through tears or whatever is get over it type of uh, And what, what we teach folks is this, that, that women feel all the time. They attach a feeling to everything. 
And then when men, when men do feel, we feel more deeply. And I think that's that you, wow. you can check the research. That's why more men commit suicide than women. More men are violent criminals than women because when we do feel, we feel more deeply. And that's why, and I say this in jest, you know, a, a lot of ladies, when their husbands get their feelings hurt, will go, wow, you're just a big baby. Well, because you finally, you finally touched my feelings. Guess what? It really hurts. It really does hurt. And I think that's also why men struggle with anger more than women do. And women don't understand <clears throat> it. They just think their husbands are always angry. Well, there's, it's, yes, men are angry, but we've got to get to the root of what that what is causing that emotion? It may not be you, and it may not be your kids. Yeah. It could be Jay and Laura, I've got to jump in. The music's in my ear. Alrighty. It has been a blast being with you guys. Thank Thanks you so much. Having. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in For January. For all the listeners, go to www.jayandlaura.com and get a hold of this incredible couple's material. Thank you, Jay and Laura. We'll Thank be back. You, K- you betcha. KPXQ, Koinia on Faith Talk 1360.